you said something to me the other day that was just the craziest thing I've ever heard. And I asked you not to clarify what you meant because I really wanted to just talk about it here. Mm -hmm. um, you told me the other day that Shrek, the release of the movie Shrek, was a cultural reset. Yes. What What does that mean? What, what does that mean, cultural reset? That, I said that's an insane thing. That's an insane claim. <laughs> well, I think it just shaped our generation. Like, there is no soundtrack that slaps harder than the, the Shrek soundtrack. It's true. I have it on vinyl. They made an entire Oscar category for Shrek, specifically. That's true. Best animated feature was, uh, like, created just so that they could give uh, an Oscar to Shrek. Which they did. They did. They which, did do that. And you know did. what? It deserves it. Do you remember like a couple of years ago, they were going to introduce like um, a new Oscar that was like best in popular cinema, which was basically like a nice Marvel. Way like best. Yeah. Best. Best action movie. Or yeah. Best blockbuster. Yeah. And then uh, it's like, oh, you guys don't need a trophy because you know what the reward is for making a movie? Billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. <laughs> a lot of money, guys. You don't need a reward. You don't need a slap on the back. Just. Just take the money and run. Yeah. No hey guys, welcome to Little Movie Dates Podcast. I'm Charlie, joined by Ebony. Hi. And today we are going to be talking about a lot of stuff. We're going to go through some movie news. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, what's Love on the Spectrum. Yes. Uh, season two dropped on Netflix. So we're going to be and we watched all of it in a sitting. So it's basically a movie, in my opinion. Yeah, we binged Cause we, it because we, we binged it. It was just one sitting. Anything you can binge in a sitting is a movie, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um. As well, we are going to be talking about All Too Well, the Taylor Swift short film. Uh, we just we actually just watched it, um, so I'm yeah, very. I have interested. some points. I have I have some opinions on it for <laughs> I have sure. Some thoughts. Uh, it's uh, it's an interesting watch for sure. I, I I it's an interesting watch, but we'll get to that. Uh, and then we're gonna end off by talking about some trailers. But first, uh, we're gonna address some questions that actually people had commented and uh, and given us. Um, the first time. Now you're in charge of the social media, so I see you like grabbing your phone, being like, "Oh no, I forgot to pull this up." Um, <laughs> I know you just made me panic a little bit. Ebony is is in charge of our social media. I haven't read the comments. Um, All right, but we this did, will be we fun. did get a question, right? We got a question in our inbox that I did read. Oh yes, yeah, we got a question in our inbox from Brenda. Brenda asks, um, "What is the best and worst movie dates?" Now we are terrible judge of character for this because um this this is this is dead true i promise you guys this is dead true on our first date we watched vampire's kiss with nicholas cage the greatest movie ever made which, truly. which is yeah it's like the greatest movie i've ever seen it's like one of the best movies of, of all time it um, is wild if you have not seen it you have to watch it's it nicholas, at least once it's nicholas cage at both his worst and best simultaneously it's pretty crazy yeah um so uh, yeah on our first date we watched vampire's kiss so i don't know if we're the best people to ask this question but what do you think worst worst one worst ones to watch on a first date probably, i think like, the worst movies to watch on a first date is a good movie like me yeah like something that is capturing me like i i want to be able to talk through the movie because you're, know, you're trying I'm to gonna, get to know each other one of our first dates we watched jojo rabbit that's and that movie, true and that movie is good that is good movie. um but um let me think let me think worst because there's there is like maybe 50 shades that's probably like a yeah bad that's one. that's a real or that's 365 a, days or yeah, whatever three, yeah i don't know the, what that is but i've heard it that's like really sexually aggressive movie on yeah Netflix, right? that's like, like a red flag in and of itself if the person's like i want to watch this movie if they're like hey man have you seen 365 days you're like oh, i'm out i'm out i gotta I, go actually I, <laughs> it's like you're like texting sos to your friends yeah you're like come exactly. pick me up right now <laughs> I can't, I can't hang out with this guy. And they're like, why? And he's like, he wants to watch 365 Days. Uh, <laughs> best first date movie, though. School um, of Rock. School of Rock's good, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, School of Rock is a good one to watch on, on like, one of your first dates. Uh, on our second date, this is true. Uh, you had asked me 
to show you the worst movie I had ever seen, and I complied. You showed me the worst movie I think anyone has ever seen. Yeah, until Music by Sia came out right. and, then, and then crowned that. Uh, just just snagged that, but the worst movie I've ever seen is called Night, directed by Nicholas Michael Jacobs. Do, you do not be interested. Do not look it up. It's it's egregious. It's, it is. It was painful to sit through. Really, really horrific. Uh, now, on our Instagram and Facebook, we had also asked a question. We asked, what was, you're yes. the one who's in charge of all sure. this. Why, why don't I let so, you take the reins here? The question I asked was, if if you could only watch one movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I have an answer for this. What's your answer? My uh, and I want to hear your answer mm-hmm. too, but then we'll address some of uh, some of the listeners' right. uh, answers. Uh, my answer for this, like it, it's tough to say, right? Because like your favorite movies of all time, like the best movies of all time, are truly not something that you want to watch over and over and over again. Yeah, right? it's like, not. That's not the question. You know, like. Um, but if I could only watch one movie for the rest of my life, I think it might be the aforementioned School of Rock. Oh, good choice. I think it might be School of Rock. Maybe, maybe like Twenty One Jump Street too. Ooh, like Twenty One Jump Street's like a, like a real. It's easy watching. It is, know? yeah. It's easy watching, but like the film head in my brain is like say you know like say uh, Planet of the Apes or but like I don't know if I could watch that every day. No, you know, or like say. Uh, you know, Clockwork Orange, but I don't think I could watch that every day. No, you know? no, like, it it's definitely got to be like brain candy. It yeah. can't be something that's too cerebral because you'll get so drained just watching that or, every day. Or how about this? How about this? You pick something really intense, like a Stanley Kubrick movie, like a Barry Lyndon or mm. or Full Metal Jacket, and then you analyze it to the point where nobody in the world could know more about this movie <laughs> than you do. Nobody could possibly understand. Ooh. Like you'd watch you'd watch like Goodfellas by Martin Scorsese, and you're like, you know what? I get Martin Scorsese better than his wife. Wow. I get I get Martin. So like maybe, that's an interesting take. Maybe that's the answer. What's yours though? If you if you I mean, had to if you could only watch one movie for the rest of your life, it's Shrek. Shrek. Shrek 2 specifically. Shrek 2 specifically. Why yeah. Shrek 2? Because Shrek 1 is better. Shrek 1 is better, but I think Shrek 2 is easy watching. Like, it's I just th- fun and entertaining. I, I think they're both easy watching. They're both Shrek, good. Shrek 2 is denser. I think, like, there's more there's that more goes on. There's more to it. Yeah, there's more that goes on. You like, could actually analyze that. Film. Yeah, where Shrek is a bit simpler. Yeah. And that's why I think is kind of the charm. Like, yeah. Shrek is a very simple movie, very charming. Absolutely. Um, let's let's move on to some movie news. Wait, I have to read the answers. Oh, right. You're right. Let's read people's <laughs> answers. Okay. Sure. Okay. We, if you could watch. Any movie for the rest of your life, hit me with hit me with uh, some of the answers. Um, here. So some of the answers were How to Train Your Dragon. Okay, and who 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 is who is that? Um, that was Kyle. Kyle said How to Train Your Dragon. You know what? I don't think I would pick an animated movie, and like not to step on Shrek too, but uh, I don't think I'd pick an animated movie. But it's funny that we had two animated movies so far, both DreamWorks films. Yeah. Uh, but why wouldn't you pick an animated movie? Uh, I, they're they're too simple. Oh, okay. You're, they're too simple. I have to watch this for the rest of my, my life. Got some I need meat to on be able to, I, I need to be able to analyze Yeah, this. yeah. All and right. School, School of Rock is layered, in my opinion. It, it is. It is layered. All I right. I was also going to say Little Shop of Horrors, but, like, that movie's not layered. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's not layered. It's, it's, it is what it is. It is. Yeah. Um. So, Callie said uh, Cheaper by the Dozen 2. Specifically 2. Yeah. Like, the one with the log rolling? Yeah. Where they're at, the, they're at, like, the vacation house? I mean, it's a good film. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to judge you too. Uh, rather doesn't too, huh? Okay, you know what? All right. Well, okay. All right. You know what? If that's your favorite movie, that's your favorite movie. I you know, God bless you. Um Brenda said Love Actually. Love You know what? I like Love Actually quite a lot. Me too. Um, I think I think it ages poorly a little bit more every year. Mm. Um and there are little things about it that I notice that are like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I would have done that. 
Um, there's also an editing mistake in Love Actually where oh. two two scenes are actually um, placed in the wrong order. Um, we'll watch it at Christmas time this year, and I'll point it out to you. Yeah. And you'll be like, "How did I never notice that before?" Interesting, because it's it's very interesting. But Love Actually is is genuinely like a very well crafted film. I hate the soundtrack though. I don't think I could do like that lone clarinet like. I don't think I could do that for the rest of my life. But I like this answer because it has all of the different stories. So it's, and, yeah, it's, it's there's powerful. more to it. Than yeah, you're just really getting eight movies in one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So some of the other answers were. Um, Blaze says, any Adam Sandler movie. Okay. Any Adam Sandler movie? <laughs> like Jack and Jill you would watch for the Jack rest of your Jack life? And okay, okay, okay. So you have now put the power in my hands <laughs> because you've said any Adam Sandler movie. So now I get to pick for you and I get to pick from a plethora of the, the, the qualifying aspects of the film that you gave to me. So what Adam Sandler movie would you assign to Blaze for the rest of her life? If, if, if I want, if I, okay, if I, if I wanted this person to enjoy the rest of their life, I would pick one of the good ones. Cause like mm -hmm. Adam Sandler is not my favorite and I'm not, I'm not really shy about that. Like, and I don't think that's an unpopular opinion either. No, you know, you're not, you're not breaking ground he's had some that. little nickies and some uh some oh, yeah. jack and jills and some i forgot about that the do-over and hubie yeah. halloween but he also has uncut gems and like uncut happy, gems is good happy uh, gilmore happy happy gilmore is good um i think if i was gonna put an adam sandler movie um on somebody for the rest of their life it would be big daddy because I think oh. with with Cole Sprouse. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's a really that's a good, good one. That's a that's a good movie. Joey, I think Joey Lawrence is also in that movie. Um, Steve Buscemi is Steve Buscemi in that movie? Probably. I don't remember. Rob Schneider is though. Love Rob Schneider. Love when he just rolls up in a movie. He's doing like a like an offensive accent usually. Oh yeah, and probably like in blackface but like yeah maybe <laughs> but like uh, then if I want to punish this person and make them watch a bad Adam Sandler movie because look, Blaze said any adam sandler movie any she she let me pick <laughs> and so i'm saying ridiculous six oh the, you know that really racist one yeah you, you remember that no i did not watch it's, it this, i chose not to watch it's it. it's really bad it's incredibly racist and like a bunch of indigenous people walked off the set of the movie because they're like no this is this is offensive. oh i can't okay. be a part of this so uh, and not to mention it's really bad. Plus, Blake Shelton is acting in it. You know, it's just Beautiful. like, what a nightmare. Seems dude. like a work of art. So if I was going to punish somebody, I'd say, yeah, that's probably his worst movie. And I've seen, oh, I don't know, though. There's also that Don't Mess With The Zohan. That's pretty oh, bad, yeah. too, as well. And also offensive. Like, also <laughs> offensive. What, um, what else? Is that it? Uh, there's one more. Matt said Mona Lisa Smile. You know what? That's a sweet I, one. I saw this movie once in like 04. I saw it when I was 10. So like... I think it's a good choice. It's easy watching and it's also just very touching. Is it Julia Roberts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? It's a good one. Julia Roberts movie for the rest of I your agree. life. I agree. Take it. Yeah. Why not? Why not? All right. Let's jump into some movie news. Um, so we had Disney Plus Day since our last episode um, and Disney was like, we're going to do a whole bunch of stuff for it. They did like some stuff. Um, the big thing they did was they dropped Jungle Cruise and Shang-Chi onto Disney mm -hmm. Plus for, for like any, any subscriber. So it's not like one of those things where it's like, hey, guys, this is on Disney Plus for 35 extra dollars. <laughs> you know, it, it's anybody can watch it um, if you have a Disney Plus subscription. Um, and uh, what else? The, oh, Enchanted, too. And they dropped Enchanted, which is like a movie, to be honest, I thought was already on Disney Plus. So it seems uh, like one that would it be seems there. like one that should be already. Yeah. Um, but they announced the second one. Yes, and that's why they did it. And mm -hmm. that's that's on here. That's the first thing on here. Disenchanted has been announced. It's going to come out. We don't know anything about it. I don't even know if Amy Adams is going to be. I was going to ask. Like, is it going to be Amy Adams? Because like her career is kind of like 
She was in Dear Evan Hansen. Like that's where she's yeah, at. Yeah, that's days. that's true. That's right. She was in Dear Evan. Yeah, you know what? You know what? You could get her for Disenchanted, I think. We also got a our first look at uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, a Star Wars story. Um now this is a TV show. I don't really care about these TV shows. There's like a million of them now. There's mm. Star Wars Visions and The Bad Batch and now there's going to be some uh, something about Boba Fett. Hey guys, you already made the Mandalorian. I don't need a different show about Boba Fett. I don't need. I also don't need Mandalorian, though. To be fair. Yeah, I uh, fell off the bandwagon yeah. around then. I am. I am in for Obi Wan Kenobi because it's Ewan McGregor uh, coming oh. back as as Obi Wan Kenobi. But not only that, but Christian Haydenson. Hey, no, Hayden Christensen. Wait, is it, wait. Hayden Christensen. Yes. Hayden Christensen uh, is coming back uh, as the role of Darth Vader. And, that is so exciting. And I like Hayden Christensen. And I, I'm like, I know I'm very alone. That's a very unpopular opinion. Yeah. I, and I don't like Hayden Christensen in Attack of the Clones because nothing is good in that movie. But um, I like Hayden Christensen a lot in Revenge of the Sith. I, th mm. I think he's not a great actor, but I think he portrays that character well. I'm excited to see how he goes from, because I've seen him portray Anakin who is conflicted to having that conflict completely gone and being completely like antagonist. So he is just Darth Vader. He's just Darth Vader. It takes okay. place it takes place after Revenge of the Sith but before New Hope. Okay, um, another prequel to New Hope that we didn't ask for. Absolutely. We also got like a million Marvel shows uh, announced, and I'll never watch any of them. There's like, I, I'm just going to name a few of them. There's like a Spider-Man show, um, okay. which is about like his high school life. Um, but isn't that what Homecoming is about? Yeah. Don't need it. This is what I'm saying. Don't need it. Uh, we did get a first trailer for Moon Knight, which is with Oscar Isaac, which, like, that might be good. But, like, I love I just, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Anything he's in, I will watch. Yeah, but I just I just don't care about all these Marvel shows. Like, if if I can, if you're telling me that I don't have to watch the Marvel shows and I can just watch the movies and still understand, then I will just watch the movies, and I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with having to digest Marvel content at that level. But if you're telling me I have to watch all of it, I have to watch Agatha freaking whatever that show is called agatha house of darkness or whatever it, oh, i think yeah. it's, it's something like that it's like a spin-off of wandavision yeah, or it something. is a spin-off of yeah. wandavision with Catherine hahn and like i don't need that yeah. i don't think i need even like loki i don't need that in my life i'm mm -hmm. not sure that an entire television show based off loki is something that i'm pining for um but like there's uh, i am groot is another one i don't need that yeah yeah. Who asked? Yeah, nobody. There is only one of these shows that I'm genuinely excited for and will watch, and that is uh, X-Men 97, which yeah. is they're taking uh, X-Men, the Saturday morning cartoon from the 90s, and they're just basically continuing it, um, oh, starting cool. it off in the year 1997. Is it animated? It's animated. Beautiful. Yeah, and it's coming out in 2023, so we still have quite a wait. I don't know why they're waiting that long to put that out. Like, it's just it's hand-drawn animation. Like, you can, uh, you, it's not going to take you two years to do that. It's like... It's it's like cheeky, corny, hand-drawn animation. I, I don't think you need that much time, but that is how long they are taking. Um, speaking of Marvel, we got two more things. There's a new Spider-Man trailer dropping tomorrow, so um, if you're listening to this anytime after November 15th, because we're recording on November 15th, if you're listening to this anytime after that, you now know uh, probably if the if the new Spider-Man movie is going to have Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Mm -hmm. um, because I think if they are going to have those things in the movie, they were waiting for this second trailer drop to really announce it. Unless they want to sneak it into the movie. But I don't think that's not really Disney's game is to sneak no, stuff No, they want the movies. hype. They yeah. want people talking about they, it. They want people freaking out over it. Uh, as well, Doctor Strange 2 is now undergoing what they are describing as significant reshoots. 
oh significant i so wonder why i i also wonder why so i'm wondering if this is going to affect the release date because it's supposed to come out next year um whoa but sig like when i hear significant reshoots like that's what happened with justice league there were significant reshoots and that movie's terrible so like that movie feels like it had significant reshoots mm. so when when a movie does that like it ends up feeling disjointed in my opinion yeah um but we'll have to wait and see uh what happens with dr strange and the multi multitude of madness what's that movie called something right, like that? I don't, something, something like stupid that. we'll call it dr strange too for fun uh as well we got mel gibson coming back um to direct and star in lethal weapon 5 wow it's been a long time since lethal weapon 4 and you know what i like those movies don't need this this is what i'm talking about like i don't need all of these like reboots i really don't i don't need there to be so many reboots well they're just capitalizing on like 80s nostalgia because yeah, that's, that's really big right now yeah the that's gen true. z will go see it the, the people who have money right now are the people who were like stranger kids they like stranger things kids yeah you know the people like the people who are like ah I my I childhood now, I now have disposable income what do I want to see obviously it's Ghostbusters sure why not you yeah know? yeah so they'll go and see that uh, all right so let's uh, let's transition into Love on the Spectrum now we're specifically going to be reviewing season two however we watch season one and two back to back so it all kind of blends together it will I'm going to talk about people from season one yeah we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be basically because I don't know where the cutoff is if to, you have not seen love on the spectrum you have to immediately go and watch it on it, this is this is a fantastic show so this is a docu documentary series out of Australia um, and basically what it's about it's about people who are on the autism spectrum um, dating and trying to find um, companions and it's it's like a matchmaking show but for people who are on the autism spectrum and it's so unbelievably charming and it's really well put together in a way that's not disrespectful mm -hmm. in a way that's not like poking fun at all like it's it's genuinely it's there's genuine heart here yeah and um that was one thing i was a little bit worried about because like i just watched music with sia and i was like well that's disrespectful so let's see how how this is handled and this is just so much better and the fact that it's a documentary series this is what i like about it okay it's a documentary series that's not ruled by the documentary filmmaker it's ruled by the people who are in it absolutely um it's it's completely driven by the characters in there and they're like all fantastic and you fall in love with these people i fall in love with them and, and like every scene will either destroy you emotionally or it will have you like like you were running around I was the house running around like anytime like something good happened i would be like throwing stuff around and i was like yeah that's my boy dude. you know like <laughs> it's like you genuinely fall in love with these characters and 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 that's and the fact is is that they're not that they're not characters they are real they're people. real people they're real people saying real things and like saying real things and and being a part of a real experience that you somehow kind of get to be a part of and it's so relatable too because the things that they're struggling with are things that everybody struggles with it's just on a different level, level for yeah. them like they do have like some social difficulties which is part of being on the autism spectrum but everybody deals with that and of so course. it's so relatable and wholesome and i just loved this show so much let's let's get down to the nitty-gritty here let's right. talk some of the characters ronin ronin oh dude ronin is so good so ronin is he's like a race car enthusiast mm -hmm. and he works at the race car track and, and he plays piano he plays in a band he plays the tuba yeah he plays he's so the talented he plays the tuba there's like a part where he's playing the tuba and he's like well the tuba sounds a lot better when there's other instruments but you know it's it's very fun and ronan is like he steals he steals your heart pretty much immediately yeah um 
and he he repeats himself a lot but it's like it's so charming and adorable and um he ends up going on a couple of dates with another girl named katie and their their chemistry is so genuine it's so genuine and like you see things like you see like little moments where you're like oh wow she really likes him yeah she because like she will pretend to like things that she clearly doesn't care about and he does the same thing for her which is part of a relationship everybody does that yeah everybody does that like you know you're doing a movie podcast with me you know (laughs) (laughs) you know and um People will just do like do little things like that. So Ronan and Katie are just like such a genuine couple. Mm. They also follow like real like um, established couples already. So it's not like about uh, like just about matchmaking. It's, it's about, about love. It's about love exactly. And um, like Jimmy and Charnay is yeah. a great example of like uh, a couple that they follow follow in that show. And just like the chemistry between them is so. Oh, they love it's, each it's other. Electric. They love each other so so much. much. But they also have difficulties and they struggle with each other too. Yeah. Um, which I think was really a really important thing to illustrate is that you know, um, there's like a scene in this that uh, really stuck with me where Ronan is like, uh, he's talking to there's a uh, an autism dating coach and he's talking mm. to the dating coach and she says, "What do you want to get out of having a girlfriend?" And he said, "Well." Uh, you know, once I have a girlfriend, everything will will be better. There'll be no problems. There'll be no problems. That's what he says. You're right. He says there'll be no problems, and she says, "Well, that's not. There's still gonna be problems." You know. And he looks so disappointed. He looks He's so like, disappointed. There's but... still gonna be problems. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um. There's also um another uh, character that I love named Michael. Michael. Michael rules. We root oh. for Michael. We you do you do root for Michael. I would die for Michael. Michael is like one of the funniest people on TV. He's, Absolutely. He's one of the Just funniest. Just naturally people. funny, and yeah. he knows he's being funny. It's not like the show is making fun of him. No, he's he he's, knows he's, he's being, being funny. hilarious, and he like he's putting on a show. Yeah, absolutely. He's putting on a show because he knows that he's on TV, and he knows the audience loves him. Because yeah. after season one, he got so much attention on on social media. Yeah, he knows that the audience is in love with him. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, uh, then there's Mark as well, who's oh, like yes. he's like super into dinosaurs, and he knows more about dinosaurs than any person. Than I've ever met like he, he was saying words I didn't even recognize um, mm-hmm. when he was talking about dinosaurs but like his his journey to find love is because is... he's he's one of the arcs they follow from season one into season two yeah same with Michael and you you root for him and it's fun to watch him develop from his very first date he ever had to in season two he's a seasoned pro i'm really glad you use that word actually you just use the word develop because Mm. that is something that is really important is that every every person in this show does develop a new understanding of what of of what dating is because a lot of them had never been on a date before exactly exactly so like the way that they the way that they handle things like michael is very mature about the way that he handles the the relationships that he has in the show yeah um and it's really it's really fascinating to watch because at the beginning of the show he's like I have no clue what I'm doing and by the end of the show he he is he's a seasoned pro yeah he, he could get any woman he wants you know like, I think at the beginning of the show Michael did have a few beliefs that felt a little bit like unrealistic unrealistic and and kind of like um uh putting women on a pedestal yeah and by the end of season two you really see him like oh no they're people like it's a relationship like a friendship it's the same that we're the same yeah i agree i i completely agree and um 
there's just something there's just something about the show first of all it's bingeable and it's on netflix so if, if you have netflix which i could throw a rock into a crowd hit some random person they probably have netflix you yeah. know if you have netflix this is definitely worth it's six episodes per season so it's 12 episodes in whole it's doable super doable really really easy to watch and, and you know what it's just it's What's, it's heartwarming. It's easy watching. It's charming. It restores it's your faith in humanity. Restores your faith in humanity. And, like, I like that in the second season they briefly mention covid but they don't make it about that yeah you know like it's not like it's not like they're really trying to shove some sort of political message down your throat they're like no we're sticking to the message here um yeah. of love the message of understanding and, and and caring about people and uh and so like this project wow just just fantastic incredible incredible so moving over to the rating scale where, where do you land this oh five five Five. Easy, easy five. Easy you know what? I, I'll give it an easy five too. It's just easy watching. Yeah. Easy watching. Um, super, super, super fun. And and you'll you, you, here's the thing: is that you'll feel every emotion watching this. You'll mm. cry. You'll laugh. You'll uh, you'll be mad. You'll be upset. You'll be happy. You'll like you will feel every emotion you that you could possibly feel while watching this. And I think that's important to have like a visceral connection with your audience. Absolutely. And you, whoever, whoever directed this knows a uh, Kian, I think his Kian, name is. I don't remember. Kian something. Um, he knows what he's doing. He does. He knows exactly what he's doing. Um, we also watched, uh, all too well. Uh, the Taylor Swift movie. Ooh, and I, I I'm excited feel, to talk about this because we had very different reactions. I feel a little like back and forth about this now. Um, All just right. Like, Tell me what you're thinking. Because we just watched this. I think as a standalone movie, it's great. It's excellent as okay. a standalone thing. But as, as a sort of statement, um, I think it kind of like if – now the the rumor is is that this is uh, an illustration of the relationship that Taylor Swift had with famous actor whom we love Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Um, who apparently was a bit of uh, not not a great boyfriend, you know. We're not if not we're going by boyfriend. this movie, yeah. If, if we're going by this movie, um, not a great boyfriend. So this stars uh, say what's her name? Sadie Sink. Sadie Sink and Dylan O'Brien. Yeah. Um, Sadie Sink, who you might know from Stranger Things, Dylan O'Brien of Maze Runner fame. Remember when Maze Runner almost killed that dude? That was pretty bananas. That was bananas. It's pretty bananas that that dude almost died for the Maze Runner. He almost died for a flopping series, dude. Who cares? Um, but Dylan O'Brien is excellent here. And Sadie Sink is also really good. Yeah. They both, they're excellent actors and I loved watching them. They have great chemistry. They, they do a great job of illustrating. And it, most of it is done as a music video. I would say this is not a movie. This yeah. is a music video. This is a music video that Taylor Swift called a movie. So most of their acting is silent. They're, they're talking, but you're not, as the audience member, you're not hearing what they're saying. Yes, and I like that, but also dislike it because I felt a bit disjointed at times. Like there was like the part where uh, the subtitle of the section was reeling, quote unquote. And yeah. I was like, what exactly are we upset about? Because the last scene that we had between her and the Dylan O'Brien character ended on a positive note. So what are we reeling from? Yeah. Uh, you know, like what, like, is it, are we just reeling from the fact that, and, and at no point was it clear when they broke up and at no point was it clear what really caused the demise of this relationship. And from a filmmaking aspect, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, not not that everything has to be black and white. Like this is the moment that they break up, but like the movie should at least feel coherent, which at points I think it wasn't. Um, yeah. And I, I, to be honest, I'm not quite sure what the 
point of this was because if this was about Taylor Swift, which is the rumor, it doesn't make her look very good either. It, it sure makes Jake Gyllenhaal look bad. Oh I'll, yeah, I'll tell you that. It's sure he's gaslighting and he's being you know general, yeah, general jerk, and that like that's is what it is and that's fine. But the point of the movie felt like it was supposed to be antagonizing and protagonizing, but I felt like it was just antagonizing. I think in my opinion on on, bo- on both sides. I think for me, it it just shows a toxic dynamic. Like well, both yeah. of them were. The relationship was bad. Because if if the rumors are true and this is about Taylor Swift and Jake Gyllenhaal, she would have been 19 and he would have been 30 at the time. Which is the, the age of the characters yeah, in that's, this film. She cast Sadie Sink, who is 19, and Dylan O'Brien, who's 30. And that's why the rumors are there. And they also cut his hair and have him win the Gyllenhaal beard. Dude, and yeah, he looked exactly like Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal. It was crazy. I was like, is that Jake? I was like, is that Jake Gyllenhaal? No, that's not Jake Gyllenhaal. That's just a guy who looks shockingly like Jake Gyllenhaal but I think for me here's the point because I we watched it and I'm like I have I have a point so there's a scene at the very end of the film where Taylor Swift comes out in a red wig so she looks like older version of Sadie Sink Mm -hmm. and she's written a book about the relationship all too well later in life and I think that that is her saying like she's using her past to create art it's not necessarily entirely the truth but it's a memoir of her life. And okay, that's why but, she's re-releasing all of her music. But my question is, when was anybody confused about that being ta- what Taylor Swift was doing? I know, but but people that's are... That's what she's always done. <laughs> well, people are mad. People are mad that she's she's all of a sudden like, oh, that it was a relationship that lasted for three months, ten years ago. And she's like, well, yeah, but that's my life. I'm using my life to create art. Why is that a I don't problem? Think, I don't think anybody has grounds to be mad at this movie. It no, is, It is what it is. It's, it's, a, it's an experience that was then taken and adapted mm-hmm. by an artist. That's what all art is. Yeah, but you know? there's this this hatred towards Taylor Swift for no reason that she uses her past relationships to create music, and it's like every songwriter does that. Why yeah, why Beatles do we have a problem that. with Taylor Swift doing it? Is because she's a woman, or uh, maybe yeah, maybe because like I don't know, the Beatles did that, the Rolling Stones did that, everybody. Does every that. country singer in history has done that. Yeah, absolutely. What's what's the name of that? Um, what's the name of that girl? Carrie Underwood is that her yeah name? yeah she is the same thing except she was a bit more aggressive about it nobody said nothing in fact people love that song well she just isn't singing about famous people she's yeah. not singing about famous relationships that everyone oh, knows about she's kind of singing about I think she's singing about Blake Shelton a little bit well, I'm sure she is I'm sure I'm sure there's a couple of Blake Shelton. I don't care about that, that Carrie, was that Carrie Underwood that was with Blake Shelton no that was um oh no that was someone else some other but whoever, what her, whatever her name is, yeah, she, I'm sure she's written songs about Blake Shelton that no one's ever cared about. <laughs> I'm sure she Blake has. Shelton cheated on her I with think, Gwen Stefani. With Gwen Stefani, I think that's what happened. <laughs> I think I so know. too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'll choose to believe that. Yeah, why not? Why not? You know what? Actually, saying it live here on the podcast, fact, that's what happened. <laughs> um, so I don't know. This thing's fine, I guess. Three stars on the scale. It's a music video. It's music. It is a music video. It doesn't it's not really, a movie. Doesn't deserve to be treated as such. No, and I think are, people are treating it as such. The craze that's happening, bizarre. I think, is people projecting because everyone's had that relationship that yeah. has that toxic dynamic, and people are projecting onto it, and they see themselves in Taylor Swift's character. Did you ever see Guava Island? No, I haven't. You told that's, me that. That's also that's also a music video. Yeah, that's also not movie. It's a music video. It's good, but it's a music video. <laughs> It's Childish Gambino, so it's a lot better than this one. I'm sure. Childish Gambino is better artist than Taylor Swift, in my opinion. Whoa. Whoa. That's a controversial opinion. I don't think that is a controversial <laughs> opinion, to be honest. You're going to make people mad. Maybe. Uh, Taylor Swift's not my favorite. I think she's fine. No, she's, I love Childish Gambino. Yeah, yeah, we all love Childish Gambino. Uh, we're going to talk about some trailers now. Uh, we got uh, latest trailer from Ghostbusters Afterlife. We, we kind of give this movie a lot of crap because it's... 
another Ghostbusters remake. It's another re well another reboot. Yeah. Another like reimagining remake. But it does look good. It does look good. It has Paul Rudd. It I'm has, sold. It has Paul Rudd. Uh, McKenna the, Grace. Like, yeah. It looks and it looks fun. And the new trailer that we that we had had the first shot of Bill Murray in the movie. Yeah. Only one shot where he's like, Did you miss us? And it's like, oh, Oh, that feels good hearing those words coming out of that man in that suit with that gun, whatever. What are those things called that they have? Like, I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember what they're called. Because you've you you've only seen Ghostbusters once, right? Yeah. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to do the re the ye old rewatch. I on saw it as a child. Ghostbusters is excellent. Ghostbusters two is also excellent. All right, I'll um, take your word for it. Answer the call is uh, is no not good, but uh, <laughs> we blacked that one from our memories. Yeah, that one we pretend doesn't. We we talked about this last time. Yeah. Uh, we also got a trailer for Being the Ricardos, which is uh, an Aaron Sorkin movie, whom we love. Mm. God bless the Social Network, uh, Aaron Sorkin movie starring Nicole Kidman, Javier Bardem. Oh gosh, it looks incredible. It's about uh, I love Lucy, so Lucy and her husband. Every time I see Bardem on screen, I'm like, mm, this is gonna be good. <laughs> Don't know what it. Have no idea what it is. Could be anything. It's gonna be good. It looks really good. It looks it looks awesome. It looks like it's gonna be a very honest look at like the creation of I Love Lucy. J.K. Simmons is in the movie as well, who we also uh, who we also love. We also saw a trailer for Come On, Come On. That looks like an, an A24 awesome. Oscar bait movie for sure absolutely starring Joaquin Phoenix starring Joaquin Phoenix what more do you ask I'm sure we'll get nominated for some stuff and if it doesn't they'll be disappointed it looks really wholesome and sweet and a really good character driven piece and uh, that's what I'm looking for absolutely that's what I want now the last trailer that we're talking for to about today is one that oh boy do I ever have opinions on um it's a new Ice Age movie they got we got a trailer for the new Ice Age movie Disney released a new trailer it's going directly to Disney plus in January of next year um, and it's called The Adventures of Buck Wild. Uh, hmm. Okay, guys. So either John Leguizamo had something pretty serious happen to his vocal cords, or he's not in the movie. Yeah. And that's just like some guy who not even like not even kind of sounds like John Leguizamo. It just sounds like somebody doing you know like when you're at a party and someone's like I'm gonna hey guys I'm Sid the Sloth. I can do a Sid the Sloth I can do Sid the Sloth and they just do that. Yeah. They just like put some saliva in their cheeks and you're like that's a good impression. That's what it sounds like. And we the animation on. looks terrible. Horrible. It looks horrible. It looks unfinished. It does look unfinished. It, it looks, looks like, like, you know, it's like when. It's flat and like the lighting is bad. It just doesn't look. Do you remember, um, do you remember back in like, I think it was like 2008 when, um, like a month before X-Men Origins released, there was like a version of it that released where the CGI wasn't done yet. That's what it looks like. Yeah. That's what Ice Age, what's this movie called? Adventures of Buck Wild looks like. So another thing that I don't like is they are taking a step away from the main characters from John Leguizamo, Dennis Leary, and, and uh, Ray Romano. I think that is Ray Romano, or it's a guy that sounds a lot like him, yeah. but that's a pretty easily imitatable voice. You know, it's, it's pretty distinct. Um, they're taking a step away from those characters, and they're making this about the possum characters. What do you think about that? Who cares? I don't care. Why? why? Do, you care? do you care? I don't care. I don't care. I sure don't care. Uh, but that's what they're doing, and uh, they're they're kind of focusing on Simon Pegg's character, mm -hmm. Buckwild. But you know what? It's for kids. Sure. Kids will like it. It's for babies. It's, it's for babies. They'll like it. It's something that like it's something that parents of three year olds can throw on in the background because it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, they don't have to worry about any content. You don't have to watch it, to be honest. Yeah. Don't even need to watch it. Just need to throw it on in the background. Your kids will be happy. You'll you'll watch it fifteen times in a week and not even care. Yeah, exactly. You know, so whatever. I again with movies like that, I understand I'm not the target audience, but like that doesn't mean the movie doesn't have to be good, which is why I like Pixar. 
and like some they make Disney it so that studio. parents can tolerate the movie like parents well, will make, enjoy make, it too they make it but they make it so that parents can tolerate the movie by making it appropriate for kids and also writing a good movie yeah exactly. whereas like a lot of studios will just be like well it's for kids so who cares like boss baby you ever seen boss baby no i they're was like, not the target audience they're like it's there. for kids so who cares we'll just make it <laughs> terrible who cares hey guys parents have to go and see this you know who else has to go see this film critics give us a break guys <laughs> i don't want to have to watch it ice age adventures of buck Wild. gonna i'm not you, you can enjoy that on your own no, you'll be seeing it for oh, sure Oh no no <laughs> for you'll be seeing you'll be seeing it so that's everything that we have on the docket for today um next week we're gonna be talking shang chi yeah and the legend of the ten rings is that the full title i think so that I sounds right gotta get the full title in there every time can't can't just call it shang chi that's disrespectful to the full title, which is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Seven Rings, Ten Rings, ten rings Fifteen Rings, Thirty-Five <laughs> Rings, however many rings there are. You know, there's a few rings. Couple. There's like There's like nine plus four. At least two. Yeah. Um, so tune in next week for that. And thank you guys so much for listening. We are going to be posting more stuff on our social media where we're going to be asking questions. If you guys uh, answer those questions, we will be reading them live here on the show just like we did today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also send us DMs if you have questions about uh, about us, uh, our movie watching experience, or us in general. We, uh, we are pretty cool people. We'd I, like to think so. Oh, well, actually, we're not that cool. But uh, <laughs> you can you can throw some DMs into our Instagram or our Facebook page. Uh, we all, we have a Facebook page now. We have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram. We have a TikTok. It's all at Little Movie Dates. It's all pretty easy to find. So just yeah. figure it out. We're on Spotify now, uh, which yeah. is actually probably where you're listening to this already. Um, but if you're, if you're listening to this on RSS, what are you doing? Go listen on Spotify like a real person, <laughs> you weird alien. <laughs>